0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be It Works How and Why Study and Commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and in context of the material within our book, It Works How and Why. All right, folks, this is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there are going to be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text toward reaching those seeking a resource like this. We know if one person benefits from our efforts, we collectively believe, even including us, then our participation was well worth the effort. We're going to start off with our introductions, and then we're going to jump into the text, get a pen, a highlighter, and get ready to go. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's episode 43, The Work Study. For the Anonymous podcast, we're going to begin on page 151 with Tradition 4, but first we're going to give our introductions. Lisa, what's happening?
1: Hey, I'm Lisa H. I'm an addict. My clean date is February 25th, 2012. My home group is Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, and I attend meetings in Central Western Pennsylvania.
0: Thanks, Lisa. So, Paul...
2: Hey, everyone. I'm Paul. I'm an addict. I attend meetings in Utah and Los Angeles. My home group is Open Mind in New Orleans, and my clean date is January
0: 6, 1995. Happy belated anniversary. Was it 28 cakes, Paul? Last week, 28. 29 cakes.
3: 29. 29. 29 cakes. Give right me a cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will? Uh, Will addict. My clean date February 27th of 2013. My home group is the uh, Clean and Free Group in Ashtabula, Ohio. Thanks, Will. What's up, Barb?
4: Hey, everybody. I'm Barb R. I live in the panhandle of Florida. My clean date is October 4th, 1995, and my home group is Open Mind.
0: Thanks, Barb. What's up, Eric?
5: What well, up, fam? I'm an addict. My name's Eric. Uh, clean up September 16th, 2019. And my home group is uh, Waves of Recovery in Bradenton, Florida. That's part of the Sun Coast.
0: Thanks, Andrew. What's up, Andrew?
6: Hello, my name is Andrew. I'm an addict. My clean date is May sixteenth, two thousand and eight. And my home group is No Matter What in North Atlanta,
0: Georgia. Thanks, Andrew. What's up, Lee?
7: Hey, Douglas. Everybody, my name is Lee. I'm an addict. My clean date is eight twenty-seven eighty-seven. And my home group is Open Mind uh, Hybrid. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Lee. I'm Name's Douglas. I got clean. March 12, 2000. Southwestern PA. Stay in the Raleigh, North Carolina area now. All right, here we go. It's episode 43 It Work Study for the Anonymous Podcast, page 151, Tradition 4. Will, would you be willing to read uh, the first two paragraphs in comment, please?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, the NA or Tradition 4, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or NA as a whole. NA groups have a great deal of freedom. We've already seen in Tradition 3 that groups are free of any need to screen their members or set requirements for membership. Our NA groups are free to offer recovery to any addict. The fourth tradition enhances that freedom, allowing the rich diversity of our varied experience to help us serve. Freedom can be exhilarating. Many of us have little experience with freedom of any sort. Our lives in active addiction often seem more like slavery. When we first experience the freedom of recovery, we may find it overwhelming. Through working the steps, we learn that with freedom comes responsibility. In recovery, we become responsible for ourselves. As we accept that responsibility, we see how the fourth tradition encourages us to act responsibly as groups and as a fellowship. Um, yeah, I'm not going to have a whole lot right off the rip because i like to digest that. Um, but I, I do find it encouraging that um, you know we're, we're free as groups to recover the way we recover within the confines of Narcotics Anonymous. Um, whether it be through formats or different things or uh, you know, just, just being able to find a comfortable place and, and not being told uh, no necessarily as long as we're not affecting, like I said, other groups or NA as a whole. Um, I've seen this go wrong a few times, so I'm not going to get into that yet. I'm sure we'll get to a spot, but uh, it is. It's it's nice because, as I said, we didn't experience a lot of freedom. And When I first get here, um, my initial response is I'm so happy to have a little bit of freedom um, and that you're listening to me and that, you know, my my painful past is what, you know, makes me qualify to be here. I just want to share everything. Um, and from every every emotion anywhere that I find when I want to bring it in with me. Um, so it, it starts to, you know, weed itself out when, um you know, when things start to show up that, that don't have a purpose or a place in Narcotics Anonymous. And I start to get a little confused and hurt. but It's all the same. I just want to feel good, blah, blah, blah. You know, so so to just have some trust in some predecessors, which I did because I came here pretty beat down. Um, and to just see how the whole thing works and why uh, the traditions start to get real exciting for me right about here. And that's all I have for right now.
0: Well, you 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 pump me up a little bit, Will. Like I don't hear that statement. You know, I might have, you know, in almost 24 years, I don't know if I've ever heard that the traditions pump me up right about here. So I appreciate you giving me some some blood right now. That's good. What's up, Lisa?
1: I relate. I feel like this is kind of where they start getting a little bit sexy, kind of like when the when we hit concept 10. Um, So I really like this um, last sentence of this first paragraph, the fourth tradition enhances that freedom, allowing the rich diversity of our varied experience to help us serve. So I can talk about this because we all all of us look back at this story and like laugh about it now But I I was just reminded of it. Actually, I had dinner with um, another addict on Sunday night who (laughs) was the chair of her. So our areas, hers is just north of my home area and obviously mine is south of hers. So we're like neighbors. Right. And we're at dinner. We're having this conversation. And we realized that we both bumped into this like funny situation at the time when we were both serving as area chairs in our respective areas and didn't realize it. Um, There was a meeting um, from her area that showed up at RASC one day and said, hey, blah, 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 area kicked us out. Um, We want to join you. And we're like, what what the hell's up with this, right? Uh, The meeting, and I'm going to shout them out. I know they listen. Again, we all laugh about this now, uh, but the meeting name was Saturday Night Cotton Fever. (laughs) And they had the autonomous ability to call themselves that, right? But their home area, shout out to Lake Erie, They said, we don't really want that on our meeting list. So it was kind of funny because there was sort of a back and forth. They came to my home area when I was area chair and they were like, you know, we got kicked out and I'm like, you didn't get kicked out. That's not really how that worked. The compromise was um, asking them if they were willing to abbreviate their meeting name on the list, which is what Lake Erie asked them to do. The compromise that we ended on was that they agreed to abbreviate and both areas put the meeting on the list, right? They're not a part of my home area technically, but we agreed to put them on the list because they're in a location. That's kind of like in right on the line between areas. Um, And we all laugh about it now because it was like this giant headache. But what we learned from that is that that home group is free to call itself whatever it wants. And that diversity kind of became its strength, right? There were a lot of raised eyebrows around the time that that name was chosen and they meant for it to be funny. And I guess it kind of is, it might be appealing if you're brand new, but now like I've been to that meeting multiple times and it's a bomb meeting, right? It's one of the best meetings in, I don't know, our area, the area, you know, but you know, the diversity of the personalities, you know, between the, between these two areas and in that home group, I think are really part of the strength that makes um we just call it cotton fever now I don't know how to talk about it without calling it that um but you know it's a really strong and fantastic meeting and I guess however they choose to carry the message is how they choose to carry the message but um I know they're helping people in their town so that's just my experience with this
0: thanks for those comments Lisa what's up Lee
7: Hey, Douglas, Lisa, that reminded me of a funny story. Um, One of my frequent groups up in the PNW was the Daily Fix at Six. And people used to lose their shit over that. And I was like, dude, it's just words, you know, it's the meaning I put with those words. And then it's what's happening at that group. And, And to tell you how crazy this place was at a noon meeting, picture of someone finishing sharing and then you hear the top of a toilet tank and porcelain makes a sound that nothing else sounds like and then dead quiet and a guy had overdosed in the bathroom at the noon meeting um but the part in here that really strikes my heart and and well thank you i think it's very sexy allowing the rich diversity of our varied experience to help us to serve at paul's anniversary it wasn't his anniversary party, but it was a party on the night of his actual anniversary. At the closing of that meeting, maybe 120 people. I don't. I didn't count them. I don't know how many people were there. But that is one of the reasons why I love that location and that group so much, and the uh, the diversity of that circle always brings me back to a, a memory from uh, World Convention 1987. When the uh, convention center was this Harris Casino now, but it used to be a convention center back in the day, and and that circle, you know, two or three rows deep all the way around. I think it might have been five or six city square blocks if you were to map it out. Um, always, I guess, like what else? It pumps me up. I can just close my eyes and go to that that circle, and I feel. Uh, the rich diversity. So I just wanted to jump in real quick. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Lee. Jennifer, could you introduce yourself and and start reading the next two with NA groups or vehicles at the bottom of 151?
8: Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer and I'm an addict. My clean date is November 27th, 1992. I attend meetings in Sacramento, California. And my home group is The Journey Within. All right, Uh, NA groups are vehicles for the message of recovery and the strength of a personal commitment group members make to another, a group character forms. As this group character grows and evolves, the groups find ways in which it can do what no other group in town may be doing. The members of each group design a blueprint for meetings that reflect the particular group's responsibility, personality, or oh, I got responsibility from. <laughs> group autonomy gives the groups the creative freedom to find individual ways to carry the message. NA is made up of a vastly diverse assortment of addicts joined together by the strength of their mutual commitment to recovery. We speak many different languages and live in differing cultures. One type of meeting will not appeal to every addict who comes to Narcotics Anonymous. In order to reach every addict who may need our help and support the recovery of every member, support the recovery of every member, groups have the freedom to vary their format and other meeting characteristics. Each group has the freedom to pursue our primary purpose in the manner it feels will work best. Um, I love this paragraph, um, or these two paragraphs. You know, I, I attend a couple different meetings that I have service commitments in. Um, on Fridays and Sunday nights. And and one of these meetings is called the Daily Application of Spiritual Principles. And the basis of the meeting is we talk about spiritual principles. doesn't mean everybody does it. It just means that's what the basis of the meeting is. Our readings are different than the other meetings that I attend. You know, um, we do a a different reading before, you know, we have the speaker or share. Um, and, And I remember when I first went to this meeting like 12 years ago, uh, I think because we're getting ready to have our 12th anniversary, I thought this meeting is dumb, you know, in, in my head, right? And like now it's a regular, you know, where I was at in my recovery, it was not attractive to me at the time, and and where I'm at in my recovery today is an attractive meeting that uh, resonates with where I'm at in my recovery, um, so much so that I have a commitment, you know, and 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 what I'm finding is. Over time, when I start attending different meetings and people do things differently, I become open-minded along with what the group is doing, right? Like, I don't think it's dumb anymore. And I've kind of taken away that stance of this meeting is dumb, right? It doesn't work for me. It's not a dumb meeting. Um, And I'm using that very nice word because usually I'd be like, this is fucking stupid is really what I would say, but let's be real. Um, But the reality of the situation is as my recovery changes and grows, I realize this exact statement, right? Every meeting is not going to appeal to every addict, right? You know, my home group is a meditation meeting. Um, We have a speaker for 10 minutes to talk about the 11th step. They read something out of the literature on the 11th step. I mean, this is like, again, very 11 step prayer meditation based. And we have a a small group from a recovery house that shows up there every week. uh, And they're fucking uncomfortable. They're really uncomfortable. They're the ones that get up and go to the bathroom or go outside but I'm just happy they're there. Right. Does it, you know, interrupt my meditation? Probably. But, you know, it's like my my stance on how this works again, like they're going because it's a requirement of their, you know, it's where the, we call the druggy buggy takes them. Um, but they're there. Right. So we love them and we support them. And, you know, if they can't sit through it, that's OK. Right. Nobody says you have to do this in the meeting. Our meeting format is this is what we do and this is how we do it. And then we grab them up after the meeting and we talk to them about how they feel about it and why we do it. And, and that's really the part that I love, right? The, the, the Friday night meeting that I go to is a meeting where we felt like I'm a fellowship coordinator. I get to pick out where we go to eat every Friday night. That's fucking cool. It's like the greatest position ever. Um, I, one, I get to be in control where we eat. And two, um, I get to go hang with my people. Maybe we could switch that, but I don't think so because I like to be in control. But my point to all of that is, um. Man, going out with people after the meeting, grabbing up a newcomer, you know, Doug talks about it all the time, right? Like he didn't have anything for the first year and they paid for his meal. Like, and now I was the same way. I couldn't, I used to order water and eat the bread that they came to the table. And then people would just start passing food off to me. So my point is, is that, you know, all of these meetings work. We have a different flavor. Um, I don't have an opinion really about it anymore. If it doesn't work for me, I don't go. If it doesn't work for me, I go again and see if maybe I was just having a bad day, you know, and then I get to be of service in different fashions too, which is really fantastic. So with that, I'll pass.
0: And Jen, thanks for those comments. We were talking about, a, I think it was yesterday or something like this, the 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 service position that you have is the, it's probably like the coolest so the the fellowship coordinator going out the that's that's really cool. That's I a Get cool to search
8: well, Yelp spot. reviews and see which places. We yeah, it's cool.
0: It's just cool. A little control issue satisfies your need there. You know, it's good. <laughs> it's good.
8: It's all encompassing.
0: But uh, but you know, I I thought the same thing for probably like the first ten years, man. If I would go to a meeting that was a little bit different, like structure or whatever, you know, format, structure, flow, personality or whatever, like it talks about like a group character. I thought, man, they're doing it wrong the recovery is a little, you know, like less than, you know, less than or something like this. Like I've really had that, you know, and, um, and I, I took a sponsor. He's relatively new to a meeting last night and, and, uh, he started to travel for work and he was telling me he's going to meetings. Like he was, he was in, in Texas. He went to a couple of meetings there and then up in Maryland and, and how different they are. And with that kind of like a, are they doing it right? You know, type of deal. And now it, it was just cool to be able to share, man, like this last major piece of my recovery. It's kind of cool, man you get to go to me it's a little bit different you know the flavors a little bit different it's like all right fucking cool you know and and um and 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 not sit there and be like man fuck these people you know there's a lot, like a freedom you know that com- that comes along with that Will, before I kick it to you at least i want i want i want to say something about what you were talking about like with that the cotton fever meeting in, in the greater than ourselves um area like in huntington west virginia a couple years ago um sponsor a guy there who 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 was in the area meeting I don't think he was chairing, but but the big the big um thing there for about a year it was the jabbering dickheads was the name of the meeting and uh and these people i know it's kind of funny the the name but like the big push and these people were just like you know just so just you know it, 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 kind of outside the spirit of hey we want to be autonomous it was like everything but that you know and uh and then they're folding, actually. They're 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 not meeting um anymore. But it was like a year-long, you know, battle. And I think I, I think the big thing is like if we if we, you know how like when we make decisions, we 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 ought to consult like our motives, like our personal motives of like, hey, you know, what do I seek? Like, what am I trying to do? What do I seek here in this situation? Um wonder if that's if that's kind of like you know, the group inventory responsibility with with the naming piece. And in, in a few a few paragraphs later, we're gonna talk about like how it is our responsibility to have a, a name that doesn't tarnish, you know, the reputation of NA to the public. But I wonder, you know, it, like where that comes into play at what I will.
3: Uh, well, addicts, uh, just to touch on that real quick, like I always I often wonder who they think reading these meeting lists. Like it's not just church folk tuning in to see where an NA meeting is. It's it's usually someone's pretty fucked up just like me. So I think jabbering dickheads would probably work out just fine. I, uh, I probably would have stopped in at that meeting my first couple of weeks, you know, um, but just I need to set my timer. Oh, okay. Um, I love that it says it, it, I think it makes it a point to use the word group instead of meeting, right? It's not each and a meeting Teach each group. I'm not going to beat you over the head with the guide to local service, but you know, a group is, you know, a group of addicts, you know, a meeting is how we tend to carry our message. And, um, like it says the members of each group design a blueprint for meeting that reflect that particular group's personality. Um, and I, I find that to be true. Um, and I found that to be true. Uh, the more I travel and the more I talk to you guys, um, Douglas was alluding to it a minute ago. Like, um, if I drive 35 miles down the road, they do a lot of shit that I was taught we we can't do. Um, and I always share this my six year, I, I had to get my six year uh, key tag because I get my key tag on my date every year. So I, I stopped at a meeting in a town I was working in in about an hour from home. And oddly enough, they were missing a speaker. I guess someone didn't show up. And they were like, would you lead tonight? And I was like, where I'm from, we don't, we don't say lead. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong meeting. And then, like, I'm looking around. I'm like, well, there's there's NA literature on the table. They're all saying clean. You know, so it was just a, a small, like I said, one of those things where you walk in other, I think they're doing it wrong here. Um, well, They all got more clean time than me, but they're probably doing it wrong. You know, so like, and then uh, coming on here, like hearing how people got clean, like, and it's funny, even when I go to places like that now, like, I don't want it to change to the way I got clean. Like, it's exciting to see people getting clean and doing it differently because I've been here for a long time and some of it gets mundane day in and day out when I'm going to the same home group and talking to the same couple guys. Um, So to hear, hey, you guys do it a little different over there. Let me check it out. Let me check it out. Um, I'm going to, yeah. So anyway. Um, it also goes that group autonomy gives groups the creative freedom to find individual ways to carry the message. Your creative freedom is a, a spiritual principle they start talking about in the Guiding Principles book as well, and I never, never recognized that as a principle until I saw it in there. Um, and it's uh, – I don't know where the impression come from, like where I started to think I was locked into a way of doing things, and I would like to blame some people. But the reality is like I have sponsees today that will call me the same way and be like, hey, my whole group wants to change the format, but we don't know how well you're the group so if you're the group talk amongst yourselves make a decision you know explaining and realizing like how do you not know that you can change your oh because I didn't tell you or someone didn't tell you we just sat you in a service position and you know yeah so it's it's fun to watch happen um each group has the freedom to pursue our primary purpose in a manner that feels will work best um like I said we've, we've all talked about how we got clean different ways and different levels of intensity and got what we needed. Um, And it's just exciting to know, like, as diverse as our our attic base is, and so is the diversity we can carry the message. Um, So, like, no matter who you are, what you are, if you hit a meeting and you don't like it, hit another one. You hear a speaker, you don't like it, hear another one. Like, you're going to end up hearing someone telling your story, man. You're going to make it. That's all I got.
0: Thanks for those comments, Will. Andrew, would
3: you be willing to read the next two? Starting
0: with, every group has a... Niche? Of course.
6: Every group has a niche to fill, both in the fellowship as a whole and in the local NA community. As a fellowship, our ability to reach still-using addicts is tied to our willingness to offer meetings that are accessible and attractive to those addicts. With the creative freedom offered by Autonomy, we are encouraged to seek the particular role that meets the needs of both the NA community and our own group. We are free to make each group the very best it can be. The vitality of Narcotics Anonymous is enhanced by each group's willingness to find its niche and fill it. Creative freedom challenges the groups to be strong and responsible. Members may support many meetings with their attendants, but most make a, a commitment to support one group in particular. Members grow in their personal recovery when they take responsibility for their lives. In the same way, groups grow and become stronger When their members take collective responsibility for maintaining their meetings groups reflect the responsibility and commitment of their members um you know i think it's it's a really cool thing um that is not maybe necessarily apparent to me first coming in here about like my responsibility to narcotics anonymous as a whole you know um like i can think about like oh well i'm responsible to my home group so i have to show up or i have a service position or something like that or hey i want to carry a message you know so the person who's new in here can hear it so like i'll raise my hand and share my experience strength and hope but thinking about like okay what what is my meeting serving in the na community you know like how does it fit in am i like competing with another meeting if i want to start something um you know, as a fellowship, our ability to reach still using addicts is tied to our willingness to offer meetings that are accessible and attractive to those addicts. Like, I've kind of struggled with this in the recent season of my recovery. Um, about like two and a half years ago, or almost two years ago, I should say, um, me and a couple of friends started a literature meeting. Um, and it's been a really cool experience. It's the first time I've ever started a meeting. Um, but sometimes I wonder, like, if a new person shows up and we're reading the 11th tradition and guiding principles and like, they're trying to like kick dope, like, is that, is that us serving that person? You know, if we're like, well, let's talk about, you know, this sort of maybe ethereal thing and not just like dropping rigidity and being like, man, I remember what it was like, you know, like I remember what it was like not wanting to get high and I couldn't stop, you know, or like when, Everything that I did was just fucking terrible, and like my sickness and my unmanageability was the only thing I can see. um And like, and I personally like I don't know where I land on that. You know, like some days I'm I'm like you know the literature stands on its own, and other days I'm like, bro, like. I, I got to leave my fucking rigidity at the door. You know, I get so up my own ass about stuff that like, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way that I don't stop to think about like, man, that's a real fucking person. You know, um, that's a real fucking person who's hurting and who's sick and and needs to, you know, be offered the same thing that I was offered when I, when I got to Narcotics Anonymous. Um, you know, it's just something that I guess I'm not, I'm learning to be more cognizant of, of like, how do I serve Narcotics Anonymous in my area for uh, the addicts in North Atlanta who are like trying to get clean? You know, um, the other thing too, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll say and then and then shut up. Um, responsibility is like. I take that really serious. And I like, again, maybe that's something that I'm kind of overboard on, but like I do service at at two meetings and online one and like I wake up at 530 almost every Saturday morning to take a meeting in the UK at 6am Saturday, right, like doesn't matter if I fucking worked, you know, late night Friday or like that I just want to hang out with my kids, because like, I have a responsibility to serve. You know, and, and I think about it sometimes and like, I get sort of fussy, you know, about like my fucking weekend, you know, like this is how I got to start my weekend on fucking zoom, freezing my ass off in my garage so I don't wake my wife and kids. <laughs> but like, I think about what you guys share on here and what really sticks out to me about like, how could I not, you know, like if I look at everything in my life that Narcotics Anonymous has given me, like, fuck it, dude. Like I can bundle up and go stand in that garage for an hour and 15 minutes to like give back something that was so freely given to me, you know, with like no strings attached. So that's what I got. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, bro. Uh one 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 solution option to 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 that issue that I've had experience with is is um like with traditions or or other book studies or something like that. Like if if um somebody within their first 90 days comes to the meeting or they talk, you know, they they do that, then the topic automatically becomes like, you know, the first three steps, and so that flexibility built into built into the format seemed to meet that, you know, kind of like that 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 flexibility that was needed. So, Lisa,
1: hey, so um, my home group, I'll chime in on this real quick, and then I kind of have a question. Um, m- my home group is a literature discussion meeting as well, and the way that we like we read the just for today, and then we read out of whatever book we're in. Um, Right now we're in the living clean. So when we open the floor for sharing, we will say like to share on the literature, the just for today or wherever you're at right now. So our like main structure is literature discussion, but there is also the option to just kind of be addicts if we want to. Um, So that's kind of how we do it. But um, kind of, um, you know, building on what Andrew was sharing, that like sentence at the end here, groups reflect the responsibility and commitment of their members. I guess I might have a little bit of experience with like, I guess if that's true, then the opposite must also be true that a group can also be a reflection of like a lack of responsibility or a lack of commitment. And I guess I kind of want to hear from others with experience on like, how do we know like where they're like when a meeting starts to like take on a person's personality, like a single person's personality, right? I know that happens when service doesn't rotate um, or when I guess like a home group gets stale, how do we know that that's what's happening? And what do we do in your experience with that? Because I, I think the best example I can think of is hearing somebody say like, oh, I'm going to Paul's meeting. Oh, I'm going to Will's meeting. Right. Um, and I, I'm just kind of interested to hear from those with more experience. Like how do we know and what do we do about it when the meeting is actually doing the opposite? So with that, I will pass.
0: Right. Thanks for those comments and that question, Lisa. Well, there you have it, folks. Add some context to Lisa's question. What's up, Paul? Paul,
2: uh, I'm an addict. Um, So, just to to do Lisa, Lisa, um, what I do is if I hear that the same person is the secretary, the the this, the that, the this, I tend not to support that meeting either financially or other, I just kind of let, I let God be God and take care of it. Yeah, And it's been my experience that those kind of meetings that are become cult of personalities die a death. And that's what happens. I don't need to go in there and be the cavalry and save it or any of that. Um, and also the responsibility of my home group is to step down, step up, step down, all of those things in in rotation and stuff like that. What what this whole um, tradition has brought up for me is in 1989, I started a meeting called Health and Recovery with Eddie and Simone, who were a married couple who were both uh, HIV positive as I was at the time. And we got a lot of pushback at the time, it was an outside issue, and our our response. It's not an outside issue if it's inside of us. So that was our pat response. Um, and it was a it was a thing at the time. They wanted to take off that no addict need die from the, you know, uh, that was on the medallions and stuff. And in in our literature, we wanted to take that because people were getting clean and still dying. And so um, it was a it was a different time. We were a much younger fellowship back then, and. I, you know, I think this is what what I do, is I, when I first got clean, I thought it was a magic incantation. And if you didn't have all the elements correctly done, you would run out of the door and stick a needle in your arm, and that's how relapse would happen. And if everybody didn't do it right, <laughs> we were fucked. And I, I lived in that fear for a good while, and um I had four years clean. And I went to uh, I we I was in, got clean in New Orleans. We had hour and a half meetings everywhere. I moved to Florida. They did their meetings in an hour. This is ridiculous. You can't get to anything in the fucking hour. That we're still doing the fucking readings. This is absolutely ridiculous. I stayed in Pensacola for 14 years and moved back to New Orleans and they were still doing some hour and a half meetings. This is ridiculous. You can't wrap this up in an hour. This is just all ego up here. Everybody's having to share for an hour and a half. It's absolutely ridiculous. Nothing changed except my perspective. And that's the issue. And look, fast forward to 2023, 2024 now. Um, a meeting in New Orleans starts. It's going to be an LGBTQ plus focused meeting. We're going to change the readings so that they are gender inclusive. I'm not a member of the home group. I wasn't there for the, for. but I'll tell you what, there was a little part of me that was this old Paul that went, God, if we understand them, that's not how we say that. I can get off with the man and woman stuff, but how, God, is we understand them. And I had to talk myself off the ledge because that meeting ha- now has two meetings and there are people that go to that meeting that I never see in any other meeting. For what it's worth, there's a group of people going to those meetings, staying clean, that did not, for whatever reason, feel comfortable any other play. Who am I? It's not my home group. Who am I? Let them meet. It's Sundays and Tuesdays, shout out to the category is. Um, And they're doing the deal. They're against all odds, they're doing the deal. So I'm, you know, there's still a part of me that's judgy and goes, hmm. let everybody just do what they need to do to stay clean, Paul, and stop worrying about, worry about your recovery. Stop worrying about everybody else's recovery. How about that?
0: Thanks. Thanks for those comments, Paul. Hey, but uh, Paul, is, is this, is this where the pronouns are asked to? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so to, to Paul's point, and if it's you not asked, let, let me just clarify that,
2: uh, for the reading says to foster and, uh, an atmosphere of inclusivity we ask that you say your what your pronouns are yeah you don't have me. to they don't go what's your pronoun
0: <laughs> yeah no i didn't mean you it. can still I, I didn't mean it mean it to come someone. across like yeah like like, like that but but yeah. but to that to that point sitting in that meeting is like if 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 you're listening to this and you and you're like bro someone changed your readings fuck that and somebody you know doing that and that's okay that's okay to feel that way i feel that way I was on it on a, heard, a virtual I meeting. That feel that way? <laughs> yeah, like I was on a virtual meeting too, and I heard that. Like it's becoming—I've seen it more recently. The God, um, you know, the, those changes by people who are reading, and um, so so here's where I'm at with it, and this really helped me. Like at at the, at the meeting, went around and and my 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 me like Douglas like here outside of the meeting or whatever you know says no fuck that. I'm not doing my pronoun. I'm not doing my fucking pronouns in my email thing. I'm not doing it. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. I don't want you to tell me yours and y- you you know this and that. Fuck it. But sitting in there, man, it was, I'm an addict, name's Douglas, he, him, thanks, and go around. And you know what I was able to do, man? Fucking sit there, tune into the meeting, and get on with recovery. And it we're, we're, we're the opposite of saying, oh, fuck all this. Then I miss it, man. I don't put myself in position for the HP to work. And I wonder how many times in my life have I chose the other, the, the, I'm just going to stand up for this and I miss HP's blessing, man. You know, I miss it. Doesn't mean I agree with it and that's cool, but it means I can, I can say, okay, HP, I'm going to trust in you. What's up, Jennifer?
8: I just wanted to add or answer part of the question that Lisa had, because I think, And I know this is not a concept study, but the fourth concept is leadership qualities are highly valued in Narcotics Anonymous, which ties into groups reflect the responsibility and commitment of their members. As a group member at at a meeting that has a focus, I think it's my responsibility only. I'm not going to say anybody else's, but I will say my home group collectively, we have a responsibility to the meeting that we, I was part of the process of starting this meeting, right? So in that I don't want to say that I feel ownership, but I feel a sense of responsibility to the group to make sure that we are bringing in members in a service structure that, that align with how our meeting was designed. Right. If I'm, if I, if we're electing a secretary, it's like, I don't fucking meditate. It's kind of like, it's hard for them to pull people in to talk about an eleven step. Now it could be an action of love where we say we want to help you foster this, but the group as a whole has to be strong and make sure that we're, in our home group meetings and during the meeting, making sure that we're not bad-mouthing meditation we're not bad-mouthing the 11th step. You know what I mean? It's like, if we're going to have a meeting that's focused that way, we don't want to foster this, this yucky part over here. We want to embrace it and, and, and help people learn what we know to love about that step. That's just what we've done as a whole. And we have had situations where we have either a home group member A friend of mine who I won't name names, but Douglas probably knows who he is, got like all curmudgeon and grumpy about the lights aren't on dark, you know, the the lights are too light during meditation and too dark when we're talking. It was really kind of a, and we had to take a step back and go, okay, that's not the focus of our meeting. We'll take a look at that. But I think when we get into those spaces of this isn't right, that's not right, you're not right, you're... And, and we can come together as a group, a strong group, and say, okay, this probably isn't our primary focus. However, you know, let's go back to the, you know, the issue at hand. We've been really successful. I've never had a business meeting in that group where we've yelled and screamed and shouted over each other. We've approached it with love and kindness and a little bit of what this tradition means you know and we've brought this up before and it's been really fantastic on the flip side of that I I I, my home group for 20 years became um for lack of a better term unmanageable and as a trusted servant I had to step out because I kept getting kind of pulled back into the be secretary be treasurer be recording secretary you know and it was like I was in service of this meeting and 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 I let God do what he needed to do with the meeting and it's moved seven times, you know, they've been kicked out of every facility they're in and they're down to about 20 people of a meeting that used to be a hundred, but that's okay. You know what I mean? But I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a part of the unmanageability. So I, so I stepped away and let them do what they wanted to do instead of fighting the whole time. Um, And so those are my two answers to that question, but I really do feel like being strong and responsible as a group um, requires us to not only talk to each other and call each other out when we're being petty, or, you know, petty about stuff, and and refocus ourselves on the mission.
0: Thanks for his comments, Jennifer. What's up, Barb?
4: Hey, Douglas and everybody. I'm gonna go back to it. it says through working the steps, we learn that with freedom comes responsibility in recovery. I love that. Freedom comes responsibility. And then we become responsible for ourselves as we accept that responsibility. We see how the fourth tradition encourages to act responsibly as groups and as a fellowship. And the traditions, um, you know, they all play off of each other because with this tradition, I have to go back to one, our common welfare and the unity, you know, because this autonomous can be a loophole for young groups. You know, I've seen groups here that were really young and um didn't really respect old timers and some of the stuff, you know, got kind of, um, you know, questionable. We, with, I, I've seen a group that was with the Seven tradition was given money that was probably against traditions. You know, I know it was against traditions. They were given, they were donating to a clubhouse, you know, and, and, um, th- and they can say, Oh, we're autonomous, but what about the common here? of na and the unity you know and and of us and my personal recovery depends on that unity you know so you get into um a lot of that and and in early recovery that's why the old timers are important the predecessors because in early recovery we don't know any of this shit i didn't know about you know responsibility and with freedom comes responsibility and i was just learning to be responsible you know and to not lie and to not steal and you know, so that took time for me to do that. So then you get a bunch of people in a business meeting. I can remember Jerry telling me when they used to have knockdown dragouts in New Orleans. You know, this you you're talking about junkies here, you know, getting together, trying to all want in their own way. You know, so let's get real. Sometimes it's not all, you know, kumbaya and stuff, you know, but we learn, you know, and we have that unity and we learn and we grow. I have, I have, I was street barb. I left a group, took my toys and went home because you didn't back me up, you know. So, you know, we learn as we go in recovery. And uh, Paul was talking about, here's what I've looked learned about the readings, you know, and I had that trouble, you know, the way I believe, I don't, he ain't my, he, he is not my higher power, you know, I'm not picking a man as my higher power when I used to trick on the streets and uh, I've been in abusive relationships, my dad abandoned me, why would I want a man as a higher power? So I wanted to change that reading and here's what I've learned and I've seen this in two fellowships happen where people change the readings. And what, what, if you go to, if you go to central AA, that's where the steps came from. They say, leave our steps alone, do them as written. And so what I do, what I had to do is learn to cease fighting, you know, to in my head, change it to whatever, you know, I know who I am and to start to respect authority a little bit and respect, you know, respect the rules, whatever, you know. So that's what, that's where I am with that. And now I can gauge when it says, when it says he in the steps and I bristle up, I can gauge my spiritual condition, you know, that it ain't, that it ain't real good, you know? So um, that's just what my experience has been with that. And like I said, I've seen that in two fellowships and they went to world and world said, you know, leave them alone, you know? so uh you know to me we don't get to rewrite them i don't think but that's my experience and that's how i've dealt with it i've got to cease fighting you know i have to cease fighting everything and anything and that has been a long process i was a rebel i was street bar you know i was all this shit that that's what i did was fight that's survival you know so it's been a, a a slow process for me to cease fighting and do what the fuck I'm told to do, you know, abide by some rules, some guidelines, you know. And um, so that's it for me. Thanks.
0: And, Barb, each time that you said cease fighting, it's like my, you know, I'm really feeling in my spirit, man. How beautiful is that? Like, in, I can't think of an area in my life where that doesn't make me a better version of myself. Cease fighting, Douglas. Fucking cease fighting in just about every area, man. Thanks for that, Barb. Eric? Would you be willing to read the next two? We're going to start one of the most common on page 153. Sure.
5: One of those most common ways in which groups express their autonomy is in the choice of meeting format. Most NA communities will offer a number of different types of meetings, from speaker meetings to step studies to topic discussions, or any other format or combination of formats that meets the needs of local members. Some meetings will be open to the public, while others will be for addicts only. Larger communities may offer several different types of meetings each night, some addicts will hear the message of recovery better in one type of meeting, while others prefer another format. And in a community that offers a variety of meetings, is more likely to reach a broad cross-section of addicts. In the spirit of cooperation, we try to respect the autonomy of other groups by allowing them the freedom to carry the message in whatever manner best seems, seems best to them. In the spirit of autonomy, many groups hold meetings that appeal to members of similar needs. The freedom from judgment expressed in the third tradition is aimed at helping any addict anywhere feel comfortable in NA. No matter how a group structures its meetings, all NA groups are encouraged to keep the focus of their meetings on recovery from the disease of addiction. As long as the group observes the 12 traditions and espouses the 12 steps of NA in its meetings, it may consider them narcotics anonymous meetings. Well, that last sentence right there kind of leaves a lot of leeway uh, from, from my perspective here. Um, you know, like I, you know, I was a part of a home group that changed our... <laughs> Changed our literature as well. Um, Small change from God to higher power, uh, but it just didn't roll off the tongue the same. And, um, you know, so I don't know, man. Like, uh, as long as it's, I don't know where in the traditions it would be, uh, uh, you know, against traditions to change the literature. So I'm sure if somebody knows, they will inform me shortly. Um, And I was just thinking, like, uh, how much, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in fighting that stuff anymore myself either. And like, you know, my first few years clean, like, I, I really thought I fucking knew some shit, which is crazy uh, because, because <laughs> uh, I didn't, man. Like, uh, and I also like what Doug said about like, just because I don't agree with it, don't mean that, like, I don't, you know, I can't just give up the program, Yeah. You know, like, uh, and uh, what does it say, like, you know, and what's right today might not be right tomorrow. You know what I mean? And like a lot of these things aren't black and white and set in stone. And so like, I've got to take things, um, case by case, man. And you know what I mean? And like, it's, it's tough to learn that way. The way I want to learn is like everything black and white, everything in its space, you know, put it in this box and then like refer to that. And, uh, you know, life just is not seeming to turn out like that. And, you know, uh, there's a book I love, the Tao Te Ching, and uh, I feel like our living clean is a lot like that. It like kind of, you know, has paradoxes in it, you know? And, Uh, like one of them will say uh, you know sometimes sometimes we'll give up the fight even though victory is assured and sometimes we have to stand up for what we believe is right even when there's no way to win you know like so uh, I don't know how that ties into this tradition I I I dig that um, I don't really feel like there's a right way to do these things man you know like I, I haven't felt that way in quite a while you know every once in a while i hear somebody share that gets on my fucking nerves and i'll go what the fuck is this guy talking about man and i was just talking to a friend today about that and he was like i'm thinking about pulling them aside you know i'm like i don't know i don't know man that's the answer that i come up with like i don't know i don't know where i need to protect the fellowship from a member um you know or a group so I'm just gonna keep coming back and listening
0: to y'all. Thanks for his comments, Eric. I really appreciate that everybody can share, you know, their like their take, their experience on this in a in a place of love and, and listening to each other. You know, a lot of times when we talk about something a little bit heavy, it's like, hey man, shut the fuck up and let me talk. I don't want to hear what you had to say, but let me try to convince you that I'm saying the right shit. And uh in a spirit of like what we've always tried to do, you know, we lean into Lean into shit like this. And Eric, I'm 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 interested in that too, man. I I damn, I feel like I should know. Like where where it's in our literature it says, you know, not to not to read the readings as as written. No, I've seen it a couple of times. One maybe a bulletin. I don't know. If anybody knows, you know, let, let, let's throw that. I'm sure there's other people kind of interested, just like, you know, where that shit's laid out at. What's up, Will?
3: Hi, Will add it Yeah. So this is um that that sentence Eric was talking about. Um you know, where does it say exactly where things violate our traditions and things like that? So this isn't like the only book in my lifetime that I've heard people like cherry pick a line out of and use that line as a defense to why they're acting the way they're acting. Um, and with this whole tradition, like as it affects other groups or NA as a whole, like I can turn that into whatever I want it to be. Like if you guys do this at your home group, people are going to think they can do it at my home group. And that affects it. Like if I really want to hide behind that and throw a fit, like it's not hard to do. Um, and and the problem, I'm um, me just keep this on me, right. So the problem with me is once I get a hold of something like that, like I really dive in. and when I when I, I feel like I'm on the right track of being right becomes very attractive um and and I, I get myself in a position where I can't kind of back off of it if I and I've learned to obviously not dive into it, but um just observations from from traveling around and talking to different groups and things like that like that's that's not new where people, um, getting an argument and leave. Um, within our own fellowship, and then you'll have people in our fellowship say, "Oh, that's not our fellowship. That's a difference. Well, they have the same fucking name we do, so that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, literature is a little different in places. Um, it, where they branch off of arguing over different versions of the basic texts and things like that. Um, and I'm just sitting here today where I have all this information at hand and I could see where it was easy to get lost in the sauce before, when you had people on the West coast and people on the East coast all doing their own things that didn't see each other regularly. And when you bump into each other, you're like, Hey, this is a little fucking weird. You guys are doing it different. But And now I, I get to like wiki the whole picture, you know, I just get to get on my computer and fucking get a big umbrella shot of it. And I get to buy history books that I've, I've bought from different regions. Just cause I think it's fucking, it's, it's amazing to me. I, I, I read it all. Um, there was a time like they were deciding if people like me were going to be allowed narcotics anonymous. Like there was, there was a time in the seventies age where they were deciding whether people, it was just going to be sedatives, just going to be opium. Like, are we going to let these Coke addicts in here? Are we going to let these meth addicts in here? You know? So like there, there was a time where I was a topic of discussion, whether I was going to fit narcotics anonymous. Um, so grateful to be uh, dropped in in the time I was when that wasn't a, a fight to be had or a conversation. Um, but to look back and just realize that, man, like I, I, I feel like even when I read both sides, of all these things, or I talk to people that disagree with gnaws or whatever it is, like I can tell you 100% and when I'm talking to them, I know that person loves Narcotics Anonymous as much as I do. And they're really, they're really in tune with this save my life. And if you fuck with it, you might ruin it. And people aren't going to live, you know, and, and that fear that Paul was talking about earlier, if you don't do it just like I did it, you're gonna break it um and and you know I, i've learned to soften a little bit on that but only through trying to and also watching people do it different than i did make it you know like so the experience has kind of brought itself around on that one but um yeah i lost myself that's where i'm gonna stop
0: thanks for those comments will what's up andrew
6: yeah um you know i was really kind of struck by uh an N.A. community that offers a variety of meetings is more likely to reach a broad cross-section of addicts. And I kind of thought about like, uh, you know, I had a very small meeting network and like, I mean, a very small network in general, probably like the first 12 years um, of my, I mean, the majority of the time that I've been clean, my life has been very small. Um, And like that, that kind of worked for me for a little bit. Um but like it also, I think it kind of stifled change, right? Like it stifled change in me because like, you know, I, I became like the, Oh, it's Andrew's meeting. And I was like the the old timer, you know, that people looked at, you know, and like, it's kind of a weird thing sometimes, right? Like being in a meeting where you have the most time and people look to you as if you're supposed to be responsible. And I'm like, Oh my God, if you only knew the unmanageability that's happening in my head and in my life right now, you can feel like, not even let me fucking in here, you know? Um, and then so when, Like when I pair that with, you know, in the spirit of autonomy, many groups hold meetings that appeal to members with similar needs. And I think about like post-pandemic, right, when online meetings really kind of kicked off. And I, for me, I was exposed to like what felt like this whole new world of Narcotics Anonymous and in this podcast as well, like being able to connect with people who have a message that's different than mine. And, uh, and it just pushes me into growth, you know. Um, That like, I find I find you guys with similar needs as me, you know, and like I'm able to kind of move through that and just like, I don't know, it just stuck out to me how much I shortchange myself when I like fall into the habit when I fall into well, this is my I go to my home group once a week. And like that works for me, you know, Um, like I really believed that that works for me for a long time. And if that's if that's your deal and that works for you, that's cool. Um, But for me today, I know that like I'm trying to grow you know, like I'm trying to get some fucking freedom here from Andrew, um, and, uh, and be exposed to like, you know, just some different shit. I don't know. As long as a group observes the 12 traditions and espouses the 12 steps of NA and its meeting, it may consider them narcotics anonymous meetings. I looked up the word espouses earlier It's like to adopt as a way of life, you know, um, I mean, that feels like NA. you know, even if it looks super different and the way the words that you guys use or things like that, or the meeting format, like if you guys are observing the 12 traditions and if you say, well, the 12 steps of narcotics, Narcotics Anonymous is a way of life that we follow. I mean, like I can heal here, you know, I can get free here. Thanks.
0: Thanks for those comments, Andrew. Hey, Lee, could you read the next one paragraph? We'll open it up for comments and close it down. Starting with sometimes it's hard on 154.
7: Yeah, thanks Doug. Sometimes it's hard to know what affects NA as a whole. The Ford tradition offers a way to balance the freedom of autonomy with our responsibility to preserve NA unity. We're challenged in tradition Four to apply autonomy in ways that will enhance the growth and vitality of NA. Autonomy encourages groups to become strong and lively, but also reminds them that they are a vital part of the greater whole, the fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous. We consider our common welfare when we make decisions in our groups. And tonight has been really, really awesome. Um, and, and that's kind of summarized what you were saying, Barb. And I wanted to plug Dag, uh, Douglas, when, when we get to concept four, it'll be a while, Jennifer, but we'd love to have you as a guest. Because that that still boggles my mind from time to time. We pick leaders, and then we're surprised if they fuck it up. How much? How much? You know? How much thought goes into when we're picking them? That's important. Um, the freedom through autonomy and responsibility for us to preserve any unity. Um, and we're talking about places that read different readings and that is in discussion again uh i hadn't been keeping up with the chat um and i've found i've found a great deal of freedom in just surrendering to group conscious at every level at every possible level because i've served at every possible level in, and and hey, a I've, I've been given that gift um majority of the time I want to hear that perspective Douglas when someone is so busy yammering that they're they're just waiting to speak I want to hear their perspective because it could help me in the long run um and I've I've learned a lot by uh listening and Barb had brought up Jerry and and Jerry S was the person who taught me to listen to learn and learn to listen because when I got here After 90 or 120 days, I knew every fucking thing there was to know. But I was so misguided and so misinformed. And so the process of the traditions, the concepts, the 12-step process, those those are the things. And right now, if you're listening to these guys, they've dropped everything necessary. You know, I've heard everything I need to hear tonight uh, just through this discussion. And uh, I'm going to stop there. Thanks, Douglas. Hey, Lee,
0: stay on muted for a second. And, and sure. anybody else can come in right, right after for the next minute or two. But Lee, in in the spirit of that, right, in the spirit of focusing on, you know, everyone has an equal voice and all that stuff. No, no, no issues with that. Understand that. Okay, we're good. The, 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 the premise of saying, hey, um, this fellowship needs to change to adapt to me. Okay, or, or a collective us, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. I mean, do you think we're off you know w- w- with that like isn't the responsibility of me is to change to the to how the fellowship is? Like I'm the one who comes here drowning. Mm. The fellowship, you people aren't drowning. this is a pro- a proven program that works like I shouldn't, shouldn't I take that on to say, hey, I'm going to change to 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 conform to this. not, hey, hold on a second. this part, this part, and that part needs to change to me.
7: Are we missing?
0: Do, do, do you going to go what with, I'm,
7: I'm, yeah, I got you, but I'm going to go with the literature, Douglas. It says that there's room for every manifestation. I'm, I could be paraphrasing this wrong, too, but it says that there's room for the manifestation for every recovering addict. And, and we don't all have to be congruent in order for us to have compassion. And, and you know, like I said, I was wrong 100,000 times more than I was right. So I did listen to my predecessors and they carried me along until my head finally cleared because it took a long time, man. It took a long time. I came here toe up from the floor up and it took me time to learn about the steps. It took me time to learn how to share. Uh, I I don't know if you've heard me say, but when I first got here, I made sounds more than uh, conjugating a complete sentence. So, I mean, why would people even listen to me when I got here? You know what I mean? And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that that people said, hey, Lee, just sit down. I didn't drink coffee and and just listen. And I did. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know that I have a a hard pointed position on that, Douglas. I've watched our fellowship evolve in uh, 30, you know, three plus decades, whatever. and and I still stay flexible and I still, sometimes I cringe and sometimes I, I smile. It just depends. It would be very,
0: you would have to be very specific. All right. Thanks for adding context, Dad, Lee. Jen, you got 30 seconds.
8: Jen. I, I, I guess what I just want to say is, and I kind of to bounce off what Lee was saying, like, when I walked into Narcotics Anonymous, the word God, you know, when we start talking about specific, like, I couldn't swallow it. I couldn't stomach it. I just ignored it. I pretended it didn't exist, and I couldn't. You know, 31 years later, I can walk into any religious institution, any church, any. I can find God wherever I am. But that was a process. And so we said we used to say the Lord's Prayer. 31 years ago in a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous, often, and then it fizzled out about 18 months. But I can walk into any meeting, and if they say the Lord's Prayer, I'm like, yay, you know, because it's something different. It's something I know that's nostalgic for me. This is not about everybody. I'm talking about myself. So, yeah, I see that, Eric. So my point of that is is that the the range of, of change that I've been able to do in 31 years doesn't mean I can't change more, but I'm more open-minded to all of it today than I was when I walked in through the the door. So that's kind of my take on on what that looks like.
0: Thanks for those comments, Jen. All right, folks, thanks for kicking with us for the last hour. As always, if you know somebody that could benefit from this resource, please do provide it for them. And if we can provide this resource to an institution, whatever that looks like, reach out to us in the ways that you can. We love you, folks. thank you for spending some time with us and walking on this journey please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so and reach out to us there's a podcast number there's a Facebook page um, and you probably um, have contacted one of the squad already continue to do so pour into us, allow us to be filled up and that way we can continue to pour into you I love you, folks.